Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Robert Acosta speaking, um, and we want to welcome all of you to Novel Ideas. Uh, the date is Friday, May 15th. 2015, and I'm not going to be hosting this. Randy Shelton is the host, but she's asked me to read the introduction. Novel Ideas will be discussing the book Eve's Daughters by Lynn Austin, DB 77313. Below is the synopsis from Bookshare. 80-year-old Emma Bauer has carefully guarded a dark secret for more than 50 years, but when she sees her granddaughter's marriage beginning to unravel, Emma realizes that her lies about her own marriage have poisoned those she loves most. Can she help her granddaughter break free of a legacy of wrong choices, or will she take her secret and her broken heart to the grave? Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us, and we'll turn this over to Randy Shelton, our hostess for the evening. Randy, the microphone is yours. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Bob, for reading that. And we can start off, as we usually do, by going around and seeing what everyone thought of the book. And, Alan, I see you made it. Glad to make, glad you made it. Well, I'll begin, if you don't mind. Um, obviously, I like the book. We recommend it, and I hope you guys did. Lynn Austin is a Christian author, but I don't think goes overboard. You know, she she says that her characters put themselves in God's hands. Uh, and it's uh, really... Ruthann, you calling me? I guess not. Okay, and so um, it, it's a combination, you know, of religion, deep religious views, um, some of the bad choices that were made by... You know, all of them really. Emma, the the Emma Bauer, Louise, uh, uh, Susan, almost made bad choices. Grace, uh, and so forth. And it's usually the usual thing in a plot: secrets, secrets. People don't sit down and talk to each other. But generally, it wound its way to a, a successful ending, in my opinion. But I'm anxious to hear what others think of the book. We like Lynn Austin. She's written books on the Middle East. You know, goes back to the days of the pharaohs, and so forth. And uh, uh, and she also has written Civil War books. She's written books about the 1940s, women's role in the workplace. And she's a very nice lady. I've re- I write to her occasionally, and she's been on some of our book clubs. Thank you. Hi. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the uh, I like a good epic novel, and and this had a this had a good story. I, I did get a little tired of the the preaching though. Uh, uh, yeah, I grew up Southern Baptist, so I'm uh, I'm used to hearing this kind of stuff at, at church, and I, I was kind of expecting a hymn of invitation at the end of this one, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, but but the, but the story was good, and uh, I, I'm not sure I agree that uh, God was punishing uh, Patrick and Emma for for their choices and stuff, but hey, I guess that's uh, maybe we can discuss that later. But uh, the story was good, and 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 uh, uh, I didn't have any trouble finishing it, and I stayed with it. But uh, I, I guess I wasn't expecting it to to be quite as. Uh, I guess it maybe it's labeled as Christian fiction because that's that's kind of what it felt like. Hi, this is 
is Elizabeth. Um, sorry, I checked in late, so I didn't hear all of what Bob said. Um, but I, I enjoyed the book. Um, there was a lot of Christian Catholic theology and, and the, the troubles. I, I didn't think it was preachy. I mean, I didn't think it was like, uh, you know, this is the right way. It was just a reflection of who those people were in that time. Um, I love a happy ending, and I think we got Okay, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hi, did you hear Elizabeth? Yeah, you're a little bit low, but I could hear you. Could you repeat herself, please? I was been running up and down the stairs trying to get Ruth Ann in the room, but Bob, who are you wanting to repeat themselves? Did you not hear anything that Elizabeth said? Yeah, he wanted Elizabeth to repeat what she said. Yeah, she was really, really low. I couldn't hear her. I'm trying to adjust my microphone now. It's better. Who is that, Linda or Elizabeth or what? It's better. Can you hear me? Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to try to make it more concise. I enjoyed the book a lot. Um, I was not bothered by all of the Christian stuff in it. I am not myself a Christian, um, but I used to be. And I think it was more of a reflection of who these people were um, in that time and what they believed, as opposed to what, you know, the whole point about God punishing them. That's truly what they believed, and that is what you know, they were being kind of taught. Um, but I, I figured out early on in the book that the priest was going to end up being Emma's father. <laughs> I mean, Grace's father. It seemed pretty predictable to me. But I did enjoy it a lot, and I loved the happy ending. Yeah, I, I'll just say, I figured out it was the priest when she said, can I call you daddy? You know, and he goes, no. You know, and I said, uh-oh. Believe it or not, I, I didn't figure that out. Uh, they call me naive or something. or I don't know. Until I started in with these um, book groups, I, romance wouldn't have been something that I would have read, so I didn't have the experience of that. Actually, I found the Christian uh, reference um, very refreshing. Um, some of the books that, you know, I've had have been so immoral and just sleeping around and laying around and playing around and being a devout Christian myself, I, I really appreciate Christian fiction um, more than than um, non-Christian fiction, let's say. And um, as far as Emma, as, as far as punishment, sometimes um, even though purists might be taught that it could be punishment from God, some things are just consequences, and um, God isn't going to just stop consequences. But I, I liked this epic novel. I liked, um, she did a very good job of going through the, the various um, eras um, that the people lived in. And it was sort of interesting to, to hear how the attitudes changed and the, the social mores changed uh, over the years and the attitudes changed. But it was sort of interesting how things also came full circle historically. When you think of Friedrich, uh, he wanted to avoid the, the, he moved to the United States to avoid being in the um, war. And then Jeff would have gone to Canada to avoid the draft. And that Stephen didn't understand that. And then when Emma pointed it out about Friedrich, I thought that was a great, great technique for bringing that whole historical thing full circle. I thought the characters were very well developed. I really loved the, the plot of it. Uh, I, I, I was glad for a happy ending. And 
I just um, I just really enjoyed this book, and I'm really glad that I was able to get to finish it. I didn't think I was going to get to because I didn't, you know, I didn't get the information soon enough. And then um, this is a busy time of year for me, but I, I did get it finished, and I'm glad I did. And I would recommend it to other people too. Well, I enjoyed this book very much. I've read a number of books by this author. I started out when we read a book called The Woman, A Woman's Place, where it talked about women going back to work and after, during World War II. And um, I find, in contrast to some Christian books that I've read, that the uh, religion was fine. It was not overbearing. Some of them are sitting there with asking God not to let them get into bed with somebody and and just uh, you know really getting uh, over too much and I found that these these were okay with me. Um, I I enjoyed the way that it went through and um, and, and talked about the progress of the family and kind of where things were going to go. Uh, I didn't get the fact either that uh, Father uh, O'Duggins was the same guy as his Patrick, since they called him Thomas at first. And uh, but it was—I I found it to be—I like the character development. Each of these women were completely different type of people. Uh, Grace was a pretty little girl. Uh, Suzanne was kind of the uh, woman who w- was smart and worked and m- was married, and her ma- her marriage was in trouble. She was kind of the woman, the twentieth uh, century woman. You had Emma, who in her day was considered uh, was probably the nonconformist. She was the one that played the piano and and uh, everything. And uh, each of these women had uh, something, you know, were very different women. And, and I, I found this to be a very good book. I've read it to other books of hers, and uh, she usually has a very good plot line and does her people, good, you know, does the character development quite well, and, and I enjoyed the book. Well, I, I really like this book. I... I um, <clears throat> Emma was my favorite character. She was just way cool. She's the kind of woman that I would, <clears throat> I've always wanted to be. And, uh, you know, playing music and uh, just, she was just very cool. But I I, I really liked uh, Grace and Suzanne also. Um, you know, the, the religious aspect is okay. Um... I am not a devout Christian. I am a Christian, but I am not devout. Um, the interesting uh, religious aspect was the the rift between Catholicism and Protestantism. And, uh, well, I, I thought Patrick was way cool, very, very nice person. And... Um, and uh, I got to say, uh, Liz and I were talking on the phone yesterday, and she said that she kind of knew that uh, uh, that uh, Father O'Duggan was uh, Grace's father, but I didn't. I thought it might be, I thought it was actually O'Brien, 
But anyway, I really enjoyed the book. I went into overdrive and read it and uh, finished it up Monday night. I had like four hours to go and I finished it. And I really, but I really enjoyed the book. Let's uh, let's look if we can, uh, if you don't mind, at the, it's Susan, Suzanne, Susan, driving to find out the past of her mother when Grace, who sort of wanted to know, but then said, I don't care who my father is. Leave it alone. Uh, was this just, for what? Would you do that in the family just to clear the legacy, even though it might hurt your parents? What do you guys think about that? I, I know she found her way at the end, you know, with Jeff. You know, they're both good people, and I like the way that, that ended. But she really pushed hard to, we must find out who your father is. And I remember when they met Carl's son, oh my gosh, he was horrible, the principal. So uh, any thoughts on that? It was Susan Wright. She's a beacon that she really was going to blast through and figure it out. Bob, I actually found uh, Suzanne's uh, stick-to-itiveness a bit annoying, but it worked out. But, no, I, I, I thought she should have just left it alone and uh, tried to keep her marriage on track. But uh, I guess that's what she needed to do. But no, I, I, I was I was rather annoyed with Su- Suzanne. You know, I like this book. Um, I especially liked um, the generational aspect of it because <laughs> I'm having, uh, not me per se, but I'm seeing generational issues with my own family. And um, it's really interesting that these people, of course, wish to deal with their consequences. Emma didn't at first, of course, but she realized, oh, my gosh, everything's falling apart, and I either do this or I don't. And um, the thing with Suzanne, you could see the different, like I said, generations in different ways, too, because Emma was, you know, you have to barefoot and pregnant kind of girl. And... um uh, and I'm sorry, Louise was, was that way, and Emma was, she was kind of that way too. But when you get to Suzanne, though, you can definitely tell she is in the 70s, 80s, well, maybe, yeah, I think so. I can't remember what year, but anyway, you can tell the difference in how society has changed from the 40s to the 80s and oh what a difference because you know women have become so outspoken and so independent and am I saying that's bad no it's not bad but to me sometimes Suzanne had a had a she was she was spunky but I think she was spunky to a fault if that makes any sense so um I think I would have uh, wanted to know my past and sometimes like you know I but I don't know if I would have done it the way she did it I think I would have done it more gently more diplomatically yeah and then you have grace yeah that's a very really good point uh, Lilo about the generations you and Marsha I think both are making it but uh, that that grace was I'm there to obey my husband she wanted to be the executive director of that that place i forget what it was and he said no you know and finally you know she she asserts herself but Stephen was totally a control freak 
He he was. I'm the head of the house. I'm the doctor. I'll. You don't need to work. You know. And so Suzanne didn't want to be like her mother. I don't think she. I think she loved her mother, but didn't respect her uh, too much. And uh, Emma, I loved Emma. Emma was a survivor. Going into a saloon, going into a um, a speakeasy or whatever, and working with O'Brien and all those guys, and playing the piano and sneaking out when the um, uh, you know they came in to raid. Uh, she was courageous. But, I mean, wouldn't Suzanne want to happen that Grace finds out Father O'Duggan is her father? Yippee, you know. I mean, it, it would have wrecked the family earlier. They handled it later as Father O'Duggan was dead. Um, but but early, I mean, uh, if Suzanne, uh, I want to know everything. You know, sometimes um, I remember when, as a kid, my parents, I said, Mom, what, what's that all about? You'll understand later. In other words, it's none of your business. And some things are none of your our business. Yeah, I, I don't know that Suzanne went around it the right way. We lost you. I'm sorry. You said Suzanne maybe didn't go the right way. There were a number of issues that were dealt with in this book that I saw, too. The uh, time when everyone beat up the, uh, the, the, the minister, Friedrich, and uh, the one that wound up saving him was Patrick, and uh, the the whole thing as far as how people were handling, you know, the religion and the uh, various things that they you did see the difference between the Catholics and the Protestantism, and the way that people were, you know, handling everything. And I kind of looked upon Emma as a as a survivor and also kind of as a nonconformist. Um, she could have been a good girl and stayed married to that horrible man who was, you know, treating her so badly and everything. And, but uh, when she got pregnant, of course, she just broke off all ties with that family and uh, went off to the city and, uh, you know, made a life for herself. She she suffered, certainly, and her, but her ability to play the piano, and especially Alexander's ragtime band, kind of saved her life. Uh, I thought we didn't get to see as much of the other sisters uh, as I would like to have seen, perhaps, too. But uh, you definitely have four very different women. You had Louise, who really didn't want to come to this country at all. And she only did it uh, because she kind of felt she had to do it. And also her father had told her in Germany that you are not going to be able to stay here anymore because you're married and you're going to go with your husband. And uh, he had wanted, uh, Friedrich had wanted everyone to come over, and none of them did. And uh, But she took a very uh, a light, she was not involved in this country hardly at all, and uh, did not speak much English. And, and she was probably more like Grace, in, in my opinion, in, in that she was, you know, the pretty, the well-mannered little girl. And then you had Emma, who was... Uh, you know, did what she had to do, and uh, uh, and then of course you had Suzanne, who was kind of the modern version of Emma in some ways. Yeah, I really liked Suzanne. I mean, uh, and she was pushy, and uh, but but uh, but I mean, a lot of the answers wouldn't have been gotten if she hadn't pushed for them. Uh, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I wasn't. Uh, it was interesting the way they did the the generation skipping. Uh, the fact that. Emma kind of, uh, uh, Suzanne was a lot like Emma, and, uh, 
Grace was a lot like Louise. Uh, I, I got a little a little outdone with with Grace, but uh, she was kind of a product of her generation, I guess. She didn't want to. She didn't want the answers, and she didn't really push for the answers. Uh, she was a conventional, conventional housewife. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of like Suzanne. I, I like the. Uh, I liked her and Jeff, and I liked the 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 though there the, he was kind of a hippie, I guess. And I kind of liked that. Oh, I did too, uh, Alan. I liked the fact that uh, Jeff was a hippie kind of guy. That's kind of how I was <laughs> back in the day. But anyway, um, I I I didn't like when he became a. A uh, regular conformist. But anyway, what are you going to do? Um, I, you know, I, I liked Suzanne. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they'll get back together. I don't know what's going to happen in the next book, if there is going to be a sequel. But uh, I think they will get back together. But I really, uh, you know, Grace was cool. I kind of like Grace as well. And I, but I don't know about Stephen. You know, her her husband, the doctor husband. Uh, he was kind of like Jeff in a way. But anyway, um, I guess that's about it for now. From here, I really liked Emma. She was one of my favorite characters. And I have to agree, Suzanne was a little annoying. Um, and I was kind of annoyed with the whole, you know, Grace not wanting to stand up for herself. And I guess she was just going by what she believed. And but I thought Suzanne was actually a little bit shallow in the way she was going to just throw her marriage away. I just, it just seemed that way to me. Um, but I, I really liked Emma and her spunkiness and her, she did whatever she had to do to get away from Carl, who was just nasty. And so was his son, the principal. Um, but basically, I, again, let, let's let's deal with Suzanne and Jeff. Uh, yeah, they solved it at the end. You know, Claire uh, Lynn Austin tries to do that. But what would you do? You have a, a career. We we knew a girl uh, once. She said, "I have a house and a job in Iowa, and the boy, the guy that likes me, wants me to move to San Francisco, and I have to really think hard about it. I'm a success." And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Suzanne said, no, my career is here. To me, I could say, well, can't you get a similar job in Chicago? You know, but uh, uh, and Jeff, of course, was a great artist, I gather, and, and then got into the, as Marcia said, the conforming thing. You know, he he really got into the groove and went all out. But uh, that's a tough call. I mean, they worked it out. They downsized and, I, you know, and so forth. But uh, is that the answer? Do you think some couples don't work it out? I knew a couple that had a marriage coast to coast. She was on the East Coast. He was on the West Coast. They lasted about two years. 
One of the things I thought was interesting, too, was the coverage of the First World War and how Louise and Friedrich had relatives that were still living in Germany and, you know, how they handled the whole business of them actually getting involved in the the First World War and whether the, you know, his conflicts as to whether he should what he should do. I mean, he was a pacifist, and uh, people made all sorts of inferences because of that, that he was not a, he was, they were traitors or whatever. And uh, it, it, I thought, I hadn't really thought about people who had uh, immigrated from Germany, I mean, maybe in the 1890s or whatever, and what kind of position they would be in in World War One when uh, Germany was definitely the enemy of the United States and what how they would handle it. Yeah, the closest we get is the shoemaker's wife type thing. That sort of, you know, happened, that kind of thing. They have communities uh, in the United States, and sometimes we thought the, the German people here were traitors, you know. And or they, I know in the schools, Carla, they dropped German uh, during World War One as the language to be taught. Jill hasn't had a chance to talk. Neither has Linda, actually. When I read a book, uh, I try to save, uh, make a list of the books that I've read. Sometimes I miss one or two, but I ordinarily this is what I do, and I make a comment about them. And my comment about this book was, is too religious for my taste. And I don't know what to say other than that. I, I like what she did with her characters. Um, I like the generation development. Um, I didn't like the idea that all you did was have to have faith in God and everything's going to work out great, because I don't think life is like that. I'm sorry. It's a great book we discussed once in another uh, group when good things, uh, when bad things happen to good people. And a lot of it is just bumps in the road. If, if there was a God with a magic wand, you would not know what appreciate good because you have to know what evil is in order to appreciate good. So, uh, but I, I don't know that she simplified have faith because look what happened. Uh, you know, Emma got a divorce from Carl. I would definitely do that. Father O'Duggan made his great mistakes. Uh, you know, as in a romance book, yes, Susan and Jeff made up. Everybody knew they probably would. You know, but uh, I, I don't think Susan was saying, that's okay, God will prevail. She was the dominant modern woman, and yet they worked it out in some way. So I, I don't know. That's That was my view of it. It wasn't. It wasn't that just God says, okay, do this do that and so forth it uh it happened and with any with these romance romantic whatever it is um they they tried most of them and happily first of all i have to say that i kind of knew that father odigan was her father and isn't it interesting because suzanne ended up being irish uh jeff was right and poor suzanne didn't even know it Secondly, when I think of, I, way back at the beginning, I just had a feeling. And so I thought of um, the Thornbird. I think the, the Thornbirds, isn't that what it was called? That was a great book, too. Um, about Suzanne, Bob, or Susan. You know, 
I know that Todd would love to move to California. I mean, that is his home, and that's where he would like to go. But I have specifically told him, I'm not moving to California. They have earthquakes out there. My point to that, though, is if he really said, Leela, we're moving to California, I would do it, but I would not do it without a fight, meaning that he'd have to pull me, drag drag me, kicking and screaming. But I wouldn't divorce him. But, oh, it'd be the hardest thing I have to do, especially because this is my home. This is Colorado, you know. And so I, I can understand and relate to Suzanne. I really can. And granted, the whole job situation... She could have gotten, she could have done the same thing, but she didn't want to. She was settled. She was, you know, there was a lot of emotions there. And then her marriage with Jeff, and, you know, there was a lot going, it was a lot more than just the job. And so I can kind of relate with her. Yeah, and I, I can't read Todd's mind, but he's staying there because he loves you, and he knows that you're happier there. Uh, Ruthann and I went through it, except I had the job in California, and she was an Iowa girl. And uh, I told her when we retired, you know, if you want to move to Iowa now, you you know, you gave it up for me. But she says, no, it's too cold now in the winter. But when, but uh, the uh, excuse me, but uh, you know, it's hard because I had the job and I couldn't just move. It would be great if I could have got a job at her high school and her town. I I probably would have done it. But uh, it was hard enough for a blind teacher to get a job, and I had tenure and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, and she made the sacrifice. But I know she's always going to be an Iowa girl. Well, I remember uh, Rob and I a couple of times uh, thought we were going to have to move somewhere. Well, actually, he moved for me. i got to tell you guys that. I'll make it quick. Um, we lived in Detroit, and I decided I wanted to go back to school to uh, Eastern Mich- Michigan University. And uh, at that time... Transportation was a whole lot better than it is now. But we moved from Detroit to Ypsilanti, Michigan, where Eastern Michigan University is. And he had no problem with that. And I didn't even have a job. He just said, you know, I said, do you mind moving with, you know, do you want to move with me? And he says, I have no problem. So he moved with me and he was working in Detroit and Bless his heart that he did that for me. So without even a job, he moved for me to um, Ypsilanti. And, uh, you know, there there are too many guys I don't think who would have done that. Uh, Jill, Jill, I'll agree with your assessment. I, I think it was a little too pat on the whole, on the religious stuff, because, uh, uh, you know, it, it made it all uh, seem a little too... Uh, 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 that, that religion's going to solve it all, and I, I didn't like that part of it. And, you know, and, I, and I, even though I'm Christian and stuff, I, I guess I wasn't. I, I guess I wasn't up for reading a religious book, but that's how it's that's how it's classified, and I, and I just didn't realize that. So, I thought it was a little overdone, but uh, uh, I, I was disappointed. I really liked the, the Fritz character, and I liked his his pacifist his pacifism, his stand, but I was really disappointed that. Uh, but I'm obviously the way Lynn Austin wrote the book, the whole thing revolved around 
Emma's past and her breakup with Patrick, and uh, uh, I strongly disagreed with the fact that uh, her father told her that uh, they couldn't make make their love for each other work when I think they, the way the characters were drawn, they could have made it work. And uh, uh, But, you know, obviously the book wouldn't have existed if that was the case uh, because uh, 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 Emma obviously uh, was a person who, uh, you know, obviously went to hell and back to, to do whatever she needed to do in her life. And uh, uh, she loved the guy even, even though she was from a different background. And uh, uh, I was disappointed that... Uh, uh, that her father kind of shut her out and said, you know, it's got to be this way or it's not going to work. But, uh, hey, you know, that's my opinion. I have to agree. I was, the religious aspect of it was um, a downer for me, but, and I I didn't care for that either, Alan, how sh- her father shut her out and, it's interesting, Leela. I, th- I was thinking about the Thornbirds too. I knew that Father Duggan was Grace's father, and it just that reminded me of the Thornbirds. <laughs> and yeah, that's the book. Linda, did you have any comments? You haven't had a chance to get the key. I just want to say something before. Oh, his as far as. The religious note of this, I have read some of these Christian books which are so much more over the top and so much more uh, trying to save you whether you want to be saved or not than this book is. That This really, in many ways, has been on the, uh, the religion was kind of on the back burner. I mean, but I've, I've seen some. I saw one, read one book where... The woman was uh, president of the United States, and she was begging God to keep her from going to bed with somebody else and all of that sort of thing. Um, and as far as the uh, the father saying that they were the religion, uh, that, that they sh- could not marry and get, be together, that was so... The way it was in like the 40s and the, you know, at the 30s and 40s, it, it, it was many times, I came from a small town where people were either often Lutheran or Catholic, and it was very much frowned upon for a Catholic and a Lutheran person to get together or to have any kind of a relationship that would end in, in marriage because it was felt not to uh, be a good thing. And, but, it was so often done that way. I'm not saying that's how it ought to have been. I think they could have made it. But he was a minister, and and I think that uh, that is just how often things were. Um, not saying that it was right or that it was wrong, but that is often what happened, in especially in some of these towns. I said, take it that Bremen, New Bremen or whatever it was, was a small town and everybody knew everybody's business. And, and um, if Emma had married Patrick, and uh, not to mention have his baby in the middle of town like that, as a single woman, that would have been the topic of much conversation amongst all of, a lot of people in the town. But uh, as I say, I've read so many, some of these which are so much more uh, pushy with the religion that uh, 
it didn't bother me that much. No, see, uh, Ruth Ann, and then I promise to yield to Linda. I promise that uh, two things, two or three things. One, we were in a Christian reading club, and the the chairman started, are you the enemy? If you believe in Jesus, you're not. If you don't, if you have any questions, you're the enemy. I said, oh, my goodness, what have I founded here? It lasted about three sessions because everybody got out of there. She was striking the ear. You're the enemy. That's over the top. Okay. I, I think we said that Lynn Austin was a Christian author, but she was pretty good because I've seen worse. Believe me. But secondly, let's get the let's get it straight, guys. Father O'Duggan was going into the priesthood. You know, sure he said he was going to marry her and all that stuff, but it it would have ruined both their lives. He made a commitment, and uh, it's very strong. I'm not saying it's stronger than a Lutheran minister going into the ministry, but they they can get married, okay? And so uh, it would have ruined her. She was pregnant. She gets married to a, a, a guy who has to leave the church, probably in though they excommunicate. It was very bad. And things haven't improved too much. We went to a Southern Baptist camp where they took off against the Catholics and the Jews. You know, we got a ways to go yet. We, we did it because we knew the director of the camp. He's a wonderful person. The, the one minister was absolutely great, and the other one was not. You know, he, he, he just wasn't. He just spent all his time attacking the Catholics and the Jews. And uh, I just turned him off. I just said, I won't listen to that guy too much. So uh, anyway, now I'm happy to yield to Linda, who's been so patient. Yeah, um, I, I, I really liked Emma. as uh, She was my favorite character in the book. Um, you guys really have said most everything I've, I've been thinking um the religious thing that doesn't bother me um and i've read i have read a lot more christian authors who are much much more preachy uh than this was um you know um but i really did like the book and um the religious aspect of it, I thought, was well done. But that's, you know, just my opinion. Well, let's just make sure we got the timing right, Bob, because uh, uh, they were in love in like 1918, and, and that's when uh, he wasn't a priest yet. I think he, he may have uh, ha- had an inclination toward it, but uh, uh, the year her, her sister died from the flu and stuff, she was going to go meet him at the movie theater was 1918 the baby didn't come around until like 1925 so uh when and i realized the whole thing about religion with the with the uh, the different religions and stuff and it would have been hard and stuff but uh, uh i mean the, the the way the characters were drawn in this book the, they would have made it work and it was before he was a priest and stuff so uh uh, that was my only uh, the thing I was a little disappointed in, and the way it went. But yeah, that's the way she took the book, and that was that was the novel. Uh, that's obviously Lynn Austin's choice. That's the way she chose to draw it. But uh, uh, I, I hated that the the fact that it was like that, and they weren't able to to make their love work because I mean it, they were obviously uh, loved each other. You know, I'm sitting back here listening to all this, and I'm thinking to myself, the things that are really annoying you guys 
or things that if they weren't there, we wouldn't have a book, <laughs> because they are the things that made the conflict in the book. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything for being annoyed by these things, um, because, um, you know, some things bother some people and some things bother other people. Like, I, I've, I've hated these books that we've read with all the sexual description over and over. I, that annoys me. That gets over the top for me because I'm just not into that kind of stuff. But that said, I just want to say that uh, one thing that I looked at the book, I stood, I stood back and I looked at the characters and I thought, you know, she's drawing the characters the way they would exist. And they're types. They're like archetypes, uh, just general types of the attitudes and the character of uh, uh, the attitudes and the mores of, that, of those particular times in, in history. And she did a very good job of um, of, of um, drawing those lines and drawing those characters to fit those those things. And yes, a father who is a minister would get very upset with her daughter, um, his daughter, for um, for doing what Emma wanted to do. That all said, I I liked each one because I thought that each that um, she did a wonderful job of drawing the type, um, the attitude of um, each character as it would have existed in that time in history. We may not agree with their ways of looking at things, but that's really a very accurate portrayal of how it was, at least from all the history that I've read. And the religious aspect did have to be there. It wouldn't have been, you know, like you said, we wouldn't have had a book. But I think at the time that she was pregnant, um, that Emma was pregnant, Father Duggan had already become a priest. So he had already decided that was the road he was going to take, and he offered to leave. Remember, he was going to go talk to the bishop, and and Emma told him no that she wouldn't let him do that, that she didn't want to destroy his life that way, and she didn't want him to let on to Grace that he was her father, that he had to keep that secret. So, and yeah, I've stopped reading books because they were a lot more religious. So... I couldn't remember the name of that other book that we read by her, but it was A Woman's Place. And um, But, yeah, it's very... This was very typical of the times. So we, the religion needed to be there, I guess, or we wouldn't have had a, any conflict. And, and also I want to stress the Germanic family... We're dealing with my brother-in-law is very German, okay? And he lays down the rules even today. And uh, it's interesting. His, her father, um, Louise's father, said, you will leave. You're married to him. You're not staying here. That's the German. That may be any father, though, rather than saying, oh, you can stay here. And, uh, you know, you're not going to, you don't need to marry him. Look, he wants you. They hadn't. Been, I guess they hadn't been married yet. She could have said, "No, I won't go," but uh, if I have that right. But uh, you know, he said, "You're out of here," 
That's very common in a tight. Then she goes to a German community and Louise kind of became a, kind of a, not a scatterbrain, but had some emotional issues. She, she Friedrich really emerges. And remember, yes, he did tell Patrick, you know, you, you're going with God here. You've really got to be careful, you know, beside the prejudices, these this fear between Protestants and Catholics. Um, uh, my point is that, that Fr- uh, Friedrich also was going to quit his congregation because they found out his daughter was pregnant and they begged him to stay on, which they should have, and I, I commend them for that. But it was, it was a very serious thing, a girl getting pregnant and with no husband. And then old Carl, of course, we know his story. He was nasty, but he, he couldn't make her pregnant. And so it was. Uh, it's the times, I think, as Randy said. I think Randy's absolutely right here. Now, my my point was, and it was 1918 was when she wanted to go with Patrick, and 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 her father talked her out of doing it, and said, "Now you gotta you gotta choose between. I mean, you can't uh, mix the religions because it's not going to work." Uh, uh, the baby came along seven years later in 1925. Was when. Gracie was born, so uh, I mean I, I've got the timing right, but you know I'm I'm, I'm not going to disagree with y'all that you know that, that it would have been hard and stuff, but uh, and I mean obviously you know as Carla says that's the conflict in the book and that's how it was drawn, so uh, you know I, I, I got that, but uh, he wasn't a full priest until later uh, when when later was was when they had the uh, they had that one. That one fling on the the island that time was when the baby came along. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Let me. I, I agree on the timing, and I'm not arguing with you. I just want to tell you, it ain't that easy. Yes, they could have made it. He would have been excommunicated for the Catholic Church. Now, no people don't care. Okay, bye. In those days, you didn't do that. He was an from an Irish family. Even the mother later, when she sees Grace, is yelling, "What are you doing?" And then she figured it out, and she fell in love with her granddaughter. You know, but it was very—it's the times. People that were Catholics that got divorces were excommunicated, unless you're Frank Sinatra, who buys a church and the Pope forgives him. Okay, because people in religious groups are human first. So then, no, the timing—you're absolutely right. And yeah, if they'd have headed off into the sunset, their lives would have been shredded. But if they loved each other strong enough, they could have made it. But as you said, there, would, there wouldn't be a book. I wish, you know, I'm going back a bit here, and I, I will keep this short because I don't know how my signal is. But I wish they would have, uh, she would have done more with Mem. Uh, you know, um, uh, Grace's uh, grandmother, uh, Father O'Duggan's mom. I wish she would have, they would have done, uh, she would have done more as far as, um, you know, what happened with her later on and that kind of thing. And because uh, she was so cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm with Alan on this thing, though, getting back to it. Uh, yes, the father was very Germany, and, and men acted like that, particularly we think Europeans like that did, and families were meant to obey. Uh, but... There was absolutely no reason at that point in their lives, there was no reason that they even had to stay in that little town. They could have gone off into the sunset and done whatever they wanted to do. And after all, she left her family as it was anyway. Um, And she never would have had to go on through the mess with Carl. Um, 
but they could run there, and who's to say that she wouldn't have been happy to have become a Catholic uh, since that's what he was. Um, lots of people are perfectly willing to change religions because the man they want to marry or the woman they want to marry and to have it in my own family, they're perfectly willing to do that. So I'm with Alan. But this was the 1920s, <laughs> and things like that just didn't happen. And that part of it, though, kind of reminds me of a Laverle Spencer book. I think it's called Then Came Heaven, and it's about a priest who... It's a priest and a, a nun who um, end up leaving. But that takes place in the 50s anyway. Um it's back in the 1920s things like that didn't happen and um Emma or no not Emma Louise was already married to Friedrich and they already had Sophie when he went to America and her father made her go and it took her a long time to really it took the flood for her to really come around and admit to herself how much she loved him and and she was able to move on with her life. I want to talk a bit about guilt in this book and how it was used, how it really made people do these things that uh, in the first place when... Uh, Emma went to the movie show, and her her sister died of the flu, and she felt bad and felt guilty about that. Uh, she felt guilty. She wound up. They both wound up feeling guilty about their uh, affair on the island or on the uh, their where they where they got together, and and they both had great guilt on that whole thing and this guilt was just used to push them into uh, all kinds of things. I mean the family was telling her that she had to stay with Carl and Carl was horrible. I mean uh, I don't need, know that they needed to make him quite so horrible but they, he was horrible and wanted her to have the abortion and uh, since it couldn't have been his kid of course and uh, but it was uh, the whole guilt business was kind of a motivating factor for all of them I think that uh, the and and I I would say too although Louise kind of dealt with the whole situation she never really fit in the you know the grandmother the and I agree Marcia on mom she was probably one of the most decent people it would like you know have to have heard more or had them use her more in the book than they did. I agree with the the mom thing. I would like to have seen her factor in more. In fact, she knew, I mean, she knew Gracie was her granddaughter because she hid the picture um, of of um, Patrick when he was a child because Gracie thought it was her. Um, I wanted to say about the whole marriage thing, I think that Emma knew that the only reason that Patrick was offering to marry her is because of that guilt that you were talking about. Um, 
he loved her, but he loved the priesthood more, and that's where he wanted to be. He would have only married her out of obligation, so I'm pretty sure that's you know why she said, no, I don't want to marry you, because it would have ended up in divorce. I don't know that they could have made it work, because he would have only been doing it because of obligation. And he was a kind and decent man, but Emma wanted somebody to love her. Okay, Randy, unless there's anything else, do you have a, a book for us, or uh, what do you want to do here? Yeah, we can talk about next month. This was really a great discussion. Jill has suggested a book by Jojo Moyes. It's Sheltering Rain. And I believe the DB number is 78012. I was thinking we could do that one. Jill, do you want to talk a little bit about the book? This is, I think this is one you read. And do the DB number again if we choose it, please. The DB number is 78012, and um, <laughs> you can better believe it's not a religious book. Um, this is a, Jojo Moyes, in case you haven't read her, is, is a, a writer from Great Britain, and this book um, begins in London, really, and the mother sends her 15 or 16 year old daughter to her grandparents which are the mother's parents who are in Ireland and the mother really does it and the book is all really from mostly from the child's point of view so the child feels that she was sent away so that her mother could live a free life and have her affairs and the daughter wouldn't have to be around to be, you know, it all explained to her or ignored or whatever. And so she resents having to leave in the first place, and she didn't even know these grandparents. And that's the basis of the story. Um, and I, I did read it, and I did like it, and I hope if we read it, you'll like it too. Sounds like a good one. What's it called? Sheltering who? Sheltering Rain, R-A-I-N. Sounds good to me, I think. Uh, could you spell the author's name and Dina offhand what the length of the book is? Yeah, the, the author's name is Jojo Moyes, M-O-Y-E-S. Reading time, 16 hours, 47 minutes. Read by... Terry Donnelly, and you'll be glad to know that it doesn't have any descriptions of sex that I can see uh, in the annotation. That's right. It really doesn't. You know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The key was, I don't want to talk, but we interrupted someone here. No, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Mincy Friedlander, who narrated this book for us. I love her as a reader. Um, she's read all of the um, Alexander McCall Smith, I think it is, um, the number one ladies' detective agencies and, and other things. And I just love her reading style, so I was really glad to hear it was her reading the book that we read this month. Yeah, she's just retired, Mincy, and she's a great gal. Okay, sounds good. I totally agree. I forgot to mention that, that I really liked Mitzi. She's one of my favorite narrators anyway. 
Yeah, this sounds good to me, too. This is an author. I've seen a lot of reviews on the DB review list of books by this author. So it's I've never read her, but I've been wanting to. So we can go with this one for June. Thank you, Jill. And I, I, one of you had mentioned um, that there was another one um, that was something about you can't have you without U.S. Um, were you able to find any information about that? Because that sounds like an interesting book to me. Carla, I didn't find it, and I did look, so evidently I I don't have the the book number. But it's without you, there is no us. And it apparently is the line or one of the lines from one of the North Koreans' national anthem. That's why that name. Without you, there is no us. Mm 